Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Current podcast. I am Pittsburgh Current editor and publisher, Charlie Deitch. Uh, I wanted to thank everyone. First off, let's start by thanking everyone who came out to local bar and kitchen on Tuesday night for our election watch party, along with our friends at the Incline, and as well as uh, WTF, Women for the Future of Pittsburgh. Everyone came out. We had a we had a packed room. We did a live podcast, which you should be able to download or watch on our site. That's all uh, all up there for you. It was uh, it was fun. It was our it was at least my first uh, <laughs> live on the scene podcast. Um, you know, uh, but it was fun. It was a good night, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. We're going to talk about some election results. We're going to talk about beer. We're going to talk about uh, who the hell knows because my. Guest today is Dave Bracy. He is the host of the Drinking Partners podcast. He is a gifted, I heard in the men's room at the uh, at the at Hambo's. They said gifted stand up comic. Wait, Wait yeah, that, that was, actually. So we're going to have to redo that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not he was gifted on stage. I just happened to overhear that at the men's room. Uh, every time I try and do something, it just always ends in failure. But uh, he's also the craft beer writer for the Pittsburgh Current. Uh, you can catch him every issue uh, in our food and drink section. Dave Bracy, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me, man. No, it's my pleasure. And um, I didn't mean to start that bathroom rumor. It's really, it's really my fault. <laughs> I mean, I am gifted in the bathroom. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shy away from my prowess. Hey, Shout out to you. my daddy, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what if you know you if you got it just be proud just hey. be proud <laughs> so uh let's talk let's we were talking before we came on the air we're talking about politics what did you uh where, where did you spend tuesday were you hunkered down somewhere watching uh results uh i sat i, I was uh in my living room with my ass puckered the whole night um <laughs> just watching the results and whatnot uh just kind of I just got off work, and I mean, I don't know. It was such a there were a lot of things going on in the city, and um, I don't know. I don't eat a lot of fiber, so uh, that that's catching up to me. Old age is a is a thing. Metamucil apparently is a is a cure for that. Um, yeah, it'll knock it right out of you. Yeah, so that's what um, I'm hoping to, to add that to my diet or whatever. But um, I mean, I feel like America needs to do the same thing and uh, get some of these shit bags uh, out of office. Um, and I don't know. I don't think they're doing enough. I mean, shout out to the house. We got that or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we can have play this game standstill uh, for the next two years. But um, I don't know, man. It seemed like, um, seemed like overall America was kind of like split. And it, it's... When you spend two years of having like you know this 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 orange you know like jizz trumpet like uh, <laughs> in office like spouting all the rhetoric that he has and the America's like answer to that is like I don't know like it's not it's not hopeful <laughs> yeah. like yeah. like it wasn't like you know it wasn't the blue wave like, it was like oh it's right. a blue wave we won all these seats and it's like yeah but we lost the Senate seat and like yeah. at the end of the day when it comes to the general election. That's the shit that's really yeah. going to... And that's the thing. is When, when you know, Republicans came out... One thing, one stat I learned the other night was that fewer Republicans voted straight ticket this time, which is, I guess, hopeful. But they came out for the... They, want, they, did, they wanted to make sure that, that, that the, the Supreme Court is stacked for however long with conservative justices. And um, I, they almost sobbed this morning because the news, I don't know if some of you have heard, but Ruth Gator... Ruth Bader Ginsburg took a fall, broke three ribs, 
And, you know, she's been doing her best to hold on for us, but... Man, like if she needs my ribs, she can have them. <laughs> I am not doing a goddamn thing for. I mean, like I can I can keep drinking and uh, with three less ribs. So if she needs them, I got them. But like, I mean, yeah, they 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 don't care. Like they don't they don't care about the anyone outside of themselves. Like I uh, I was talking to a friend and you know she was saying like oh well you know my friends you know are are socially liberal but physically conservative and I'm like well that just means that you know like you don't give a fuck about anybody else's right. rights other than your own. And you like, it's easy to be socially like liberal when you're white, like, right. because who's going to stop you? The right. cops aren't right. like the system isn't. Right. You know what I mean, like you're, you have these advantages or whatever. So like, of course you can vote for these, you know, folks that are like, yeah, let's, you know, like ban the gays and, 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 yeah. you know, the immigrants and like demonize all of these other people and be like, ah, but he's not demonizing me in particular. Right. So yeah, sure. I'll vote for him. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, but to be honest, I got, you know, I just I'm getting a little tired of, you know, people. You don't know what it's like to be a white man in America Day. I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a str- <laughs> it's hard work. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> oh, obviously man. I'm kidding. Yeah, um, yeah. Hashtag jizz trumpet. By the way, let's let's get that let's get that into a thing. <laughs> but no, it is. It's true. It's it's you don't you know it's it is easier to stand up for you know, what you believe in when people are already giving you a pass. You know what I mean? They're not already scrutinizing every single thing you do. And so you could get away with that. It's easy to do. And I mean, I look at it the same. I mean, intersectionality matters, man. I look at it the same way, like as a man, like I'm, I'm provided a a great many privileges in life as a result of being a man, as a, as a, as as a result of being a natural born citizen in this country, as a result of being an American, as opposed to, you know, a a citizen in various other countries. Like I acknowledge my privilege. I mean, like, so, you know, and, and that's a hard thing to do because like when I look around as a black man in America, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm poor as shit. I'm a poor right. black man in America. I look around. I'm like, what fucking advantages? That's what it like for right. years when people were like, oh, you're, you know, women were telling, oh, you're privileged. I'm like, what the fuck you mean? Like, I get pulled over every other day. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I, it's it's tough to see those privileges, but you know, you can either you can either focus on all of the bad that's that's going on, or you can focus on some of the like, I mean, the the advantages that you do have, and realize that like if the thing is, is that all issues are your issues. So if you don't acknowledge your privileges or whatever, eventually you will lose them because right. like these people that don't have them, like the people that are the highest up are looking to take away from everybody. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. honestly, like only rich, straight Christian white males are like are at the top of this at the top of this pyramid or whatever everybody outside of that will lose like like you as a white dude like you're not rich enough to be like privileged like in a sense that like yeah it's they're never going to come for you and knock on your door yeah i mean like you you don't have enough of a buffer a financial buffer for that yeah i mean so like when they take away these like you know these these privileges of you know gays and and women and and blacks or whatever like that police accountability like issue that black lives matter is fighting for or whatever that they're going to knock on your door at some point yeah i mean like that's what happened with the drug wars with Reagan. Yeah, I mean, like he, you know, he 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 demonized, you know, black folks and crack and like the welfare moms and like all of this shit. Now you see like all these poor white people yeah. that are trying to get by and like the cops are knocking on the door. There's that that uh that seizure uh, those seizure laws or whatever yeah. like in Michigan yeah. where they're knocking on the doors of these people that are selling legal weed. Right. They're finding these bullshit like you know little uh, loopholes and then they're taking all of their shit. These are white folks. Yeah. You know I mean, like these are white middle class people yeah. that are trying to get by on a legal system, but they're coming back and because they're using archaic laws that were passed in the 80s. 
So if you let it allow, if you allow that shit to happen, like it was only black folks back right. then. Oh, it's just the crackheads. Like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Let me right. give up these liberties. Cause, oh, you're just gonna, you know, just the crackheads. Now here we are in the in the in 2018, and they're at your door. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's. I, I think that well, for me personally, it's. You know, again, I, I certainly, as a white male in America, I there are a lot of things in my favor. However, I never expected, as a, as a journalist, for anyone to come and tell me that I couldn't write about a scumbag elected official, you mm-hmm. know? and I, I Or to, you know, to edit a, you run a sex column, but let's edit all the sex out of the sex column. These are the kind of things. And so, and then, you know, when you stand up, they they cut you loose and so it's but it's it's that's one thing and so it's like well i could you know i can i can get over that and as soon as you start giving up on liberty giving up your liberties it's it's one right after another like dominoes yeah i was so i was gonna ask because you just brought up um i heard that um you mentioned about being stopped by police you were you i heard you were recently stopped in beaver county yeah was that like was that like a mississippi burning moment down there in beaver county you can ask me that question on any given day and (laughs) the answer is like yeah i was recently stopped by like i've been i've been living in beaver for five years now and um i like i i got pulled i've been pulled over i mean nearly every other month since i've been up there uh the first the first two years uh it took me a little while to change my address on my on my um, right. on my driver's license or whatever, uh, but like you know, the first two years I was getting pulled over. Like I mean, like once a month, um, I got pulled over seventeen times uh, the first like two years that I was over Holy there or cow. whatever. Um, tenant windows, I got pulled over four times for tenant windows. <laughs> Um, I mean, I I did a California roll through a stop sign at like right in front of my place. Yeah. Like I tur- like I turned the corner, coming off from work. I turned the corner or whatever. The I I saw the sheriff make a U turn, and like. Uh, in the street and then like pull up behind me I get out of the car because like I'm in front of my house like it yeah. is literally Going half home. a block away and he's like get back in the car like and I'm like what the fuck like and you know he, he writes me a ticket like I get back in the car and he writes me a ticket for you know like rolling through the stop sign or whatever like it was you know uh, ambiguous like oh you know that light was 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 really red not yellow yeah. and like just a little, little and like this last time um, I got pulled over and uh, I was merging onto a highway and the light, as soon as I got on the highway, the lights came on or whatever. So like I pulled over and, uh, and he comes over, he's like, yeah, you know, like, um, I'm citing you for erratic driving. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you, cr-, he was like, you know, those, you cross the white line in order to merge into traffic. You know how it's like the white solid yeah. line and then it breaks into like the, 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 the yeah. dotted line or whatever. I crossed, I guess a little early is what I allegedly did. And that warranted him like throwing his lights on at like nine o'clock in the morning. It was like early as hell in the morning uh, to, and, and, and pulling me over. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, that's erratic driving. Right. Like, <laughs> like I'm That's not amazing. swerving. I'm yeah. not like doing anything. Like you know, so I you know, and then he's uh he looks. He goes, "What's that?" Like you know, on the on the floor or whatever. And it was an empty growler. Like, and um, he's like, "Oh well, you know, what's that?" You know, I was like, "It's a growler or whatever." And he's like, "Oh well, you know, that is that. What's that for?" I was like, "It's for beer." And he's <laughs> like, "Well, you know, is there anything?" And I was like, "Nah, you know." And he's like, well, "What about the other one?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it was like he was like, well, are you are you drinking?" And I'm like. No, I'm not drinking a growler while you're driving. Yeah, like drinking a growler and drive. Like, I mean, I don't know if you know what a growler looks like or the difficulty of right. drinking out of a jug. Like, like, I mean, 
you know, and he's like, oh, well, you know, that's illegal. Da, da, da. I'm like, bro, like, you're harassing me, man. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to get home. Like, I just got off. Of, you know, he's like, oh, well, I'm not harassing you. I am going to cite you for, you know, erratic driving or whatever. And he goes back. Like, you know, he, he, he takes the growlers, goes back to his car or whatever. Another cop car pulls up. You know I mean, and took I'm like, the growlers? took the growlers or whatever. Another cop car pulls up. And then, um, uh, you know, I'm sitting there or whatever, and I'm documenting, and I've got the little ACLU yeah, app yeah. or whatever. I mean, and um, you know, he finally comes back or whatever, and he's like, he's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm gonna cut you a break, you know, um, you know, because these look like they're expensive, they're very expensive, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's like, well, you know, I'm a, you know, because the one I had gotten from like Trogues, it was like this big, like you know, it has like the ceramic top yeah. and like the metal, you know, whatever, and. Um, you know, he's like, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to give these back. He's like, I'm going to cite you for erratic driving or whatever. I'm going to need you to step out of the car. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, anytime a cop asks you to step out of the car, you yeah. don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get back in this yeah. bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but I got out and he's like, you know, I need you to pour these out. So he made me, like, pour out, the, out. The, the the growler or whatever. Uh, and it's, you know, and like, you know, he's like, I'm doing like any, any, he's like, oh, that's a favor. Like, you know, like, and, and it's just. So. That's how I mean. That's how craft beer is transported in most cases. So apparently, the law. So technically, and and this is a, a teachable moment um, in the craft scene or whatever, because a lot of people didn't realize. But uh, yeah, growlers are considered open containers. Um, and he made me like uh, pour them out and then put them in the trunk. Let's be clear. He made me pour them out and then put them in the trunk, not just put them in the trunk. Right. So you know, um, there was a nice. You know, uh, which is where it would have been legally okay to carry in the trunk anyway. It would right? have been legally okay to tr in a trunk. But he made I mean? you dump out. But he made it dump it out anyway. Um, so you know, there's. But again, I mean, it, there's. <laughs> like I, I don't know. It's it, it's it's. It'd be one thing if like uh, this happened once in a while or whatever. But like I said, I mean, I've been driving um, for you know half my life. Uh, I've lived in Pittsburgh. Uh, majority of my life and it, like you know driving around it never i'd never had these right. issues he's running with the police like i just it just never happened and in five years like i mean i've gotten maybe two tickets in it was like a parking ticket and then like uh uh, uh you know making a wrong like turn or something like i got into an accident or whatever and i crossed the line or whatever yeah you know i mean like those are very real tickets that right. i had gotten in like all the years and 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 in five years I've been cited like 17, 18 times. I currently owe like three different magistrates money for like dumb shit like, you know, parking tickets. And like, I mean, Beaver County, you know, you park is five bucks, but it's like it's a five dollar ticket or whatever. But it's like you go to these little, these little yeah. like they ain't got no they, they want coins. They want you to have quarters. <laughs> It's like, are you kidding yeah. me, bro? Like, but that's it's a poor tax. Like, right. I mean, that's yeah, at no, the end of the day what it is. Like, you know, it's not just black. It's a poor tax. Like, if I was driving, like, like my fiance owns a owns an Audi. I never get pulled over in an Audi. You know what I mean, she never gets pulled over in an Audi. You right. know what I mean, like, it's also a poor thing. I mean, if you have that money to like pay a lawyer or whatever, you can get out of half of these things. You know what I mean, so like, you know, it's not just the 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 racial aspect of it again it's the socioeconomic yeah. aspect and they know who's gonna you know i mean fight that or or you know that could be just an easy ticket that you yeah. know whatever and unfortunately you know i mean i'm in that double like i'm both poor and black so 
why not pull this guy with him? Do you have, uh, do you ever, I mean, even with everything that's gone on in America with the police and African-American community, especially African-American males, do you still have people when you say, man, I got pulled over again? Do you, are there still people that say, oh man, what did you do? Oh yeah. still that sort of like. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're always going to get the, yeah. you know, and that's, um, and that comes from everywhere. That comes from friends, family or whatever. Yeah. Like, hey, what do you, you know, what did you do? And don't get me wrong. I mean, like I am, you know, like I I am a very fiery individual. I can yeah. like I can admit, you know, like I've never been a fan of authority. I'm very outspoken yeah. and, you know, all this, you know, fight the you know, fight the power mentality or whatever. But I'm also aware of my rights. And right. that's why I feel like so adamant about doing something and being outspoken or whatever. But like, um, yeah, I mean, you still get the people that are go, Oh, well, 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 what did you do or whatever? And like that's that's the the system that we're in. We're right. in a system that teaches us from a very young age that police and the 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 you know the government and everything else is our friend and right. like you know if they are coming to you know like if they if they do something to you or whatever it's because you did something wrong right. not because of a failed system not because you know of of disproportionate um you know uh uh you know um but yeah do you ever so all this, as you said, you're kind of fiery. You're not a big fan of authority. Do you consciously make decisions in your mind, though? Like, you, you know your rights. But do you consciously make the decision in your mind that, like, I can either, that there's a chance if I speak up or try and fight for my rights, I, I could lose my life. So how, do you temper that? Like, is, is that, do you decide, like, or do, is there a level of how far you'll go at some? You know? Yeah, I mean, so there's th there is. I mean, you're it's constantly, not just a ticket anymore. I mean, it's, yeah. You I mean, when, yeah. whenever I get pulled over, like my heart is beating like out of my chest because again, I don't know if I'm going to die in this right. situation. Like that's first and foremost. I may die as a result of this. Um, but I mean, honestly, like I, I like at the same time, I have a hard time not saying like this is bullshit. You are harassing me. Right. You know I mean, like and. You know, and that's why, like, I like that's why I'm so appreciative of this ACLU app because, like, if I die in that situation, it'll be recorded that I died in that situation, telling someone that they were they were violating my right. rights as a, as, a, as a citizen. If I die going out like that, then I mean, and and and, it's, and it sucks because I also grew up in the in the era of like you know you know hardcore rap and hip hop yeah. and like have you know read a lot of like you know Malcolm X and like all these like you know fiery individuals or whatever and like so there is kind of that like you know, like, oh, fuck it, go out in a, in a, in a blaze of glory type mentality or whatever. Right. But like, you know, like I'd rather go out fighting for my rights than like, say, on the corner, like selling drugs or whatever. Right. You know what I mean, like, but I mean, there are there are times where I'm like, you know what, this is especially I mean, when it's broad day, like nine o'clock in the morning, and there's yeah. hella like cars. I mean, I try to park whenever I pull over. I try to park in like, you know, places where there's a lot of people like coming by or whatever. So like in that situation, I'm a bit more like, you know, whatever. If I'm get pulled over in West Virginia at fucking 11 o'clock, <laughs> right. then I'm all like, hey, officer, how's it going? Right. Oh, yeah, really? Oh, well, all right. You know what I mean? I'm very, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like um, if there's a white person in the passenger seat, I might be a little bit more like, hey, you know, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. And allow. And there are so many people so many friends that I've had like um, these police interactions with um, that like they witness it and they go, holy shit, I'd had no idea. Like, like the standard question that I get when I get pulled over is, are there any guns or drugs in the car? Like that's first and foremost. And like, like the first time, like I had, I was, I was on tour uh, with uh, Isaac Ozell and, and Chris Mohan. We were uh, driving um, from Lafayette to uh, Atlanta and we got pulled over, um, and it just like I got pulled over. It just went from like 
uh, 55, like from 80 to like 55, yeah. like, you know what I mean? So like it was this drastic change or whatever and it was raining and it was all kind of traffic or whatever and I missed the sign. I, I just thought we were still driving 80 or whatever. He pulls us over and like, you know, and that's what he said. He was like, you know, any guns or drugs, da da da. And he's looking in. And he's, he looks in. And he sees like, you know, he sees me. He sees like this, this skinny hippie looking white dude. He sees an Indian in the back. He's like, right. what the fuck are these guys? You know, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Got to be some kind of new gang. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's asking like all these wild ass questions or whatever. He goes back, and Isaac is like, why the fuck did he like? Was he at treating us like that? I was like, that, like, isn't that how he treats everybody? Like, right. it's like I've never in all my years yeah. been asked if I had a gun or drugs in the car. I was like, that's just standard. Like, I got pulled over in Beaver. The first time I got pulled over in Beaver, I was in the in the in the car with my fiance, and um, I was at a I was at a light, and I could either make a right to go uh, into this plaza or a left to go into this plaza, and I was in the turning lane to go right, and you know it was like late night, it was like maybe two o'clock in the morning, we're trying to find a Taco Bell or some shit like that, and um, she's drunk as shit. I'm the DD, and um, she's like, oh, you know, my bad, no, 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 it's a left, so I make a left out of the right turning lane, but again, it's two o'clock in the morning, there's right. no other cars anywhere around. Right. The lights come on, you know, me behind me. And I'm like, okay. So like it's a weird, like, you know, a little bit of a road and then like a like a you know, like a there's a parking lot, but it's the little bit of a road before a parking lot. So I'm like, all right, let me get through this little bit of road and then park into the parking lot and yeah. like handle this. Um I couldn't have driven more than like a hundred yards. Uh you know, I stop and the guy gets out, like the cop gets out and, you know, he's on his like speaker and he's like, you know, and he's, and he has his gun drawn wow. and he's like, you know, turn, he's like, you know, turn your car off and like, you know, turn the car or whatever. And he's like, you know, roll down your window, I roll down my window or whatever. He's like, you know, put your keys on top of the, you know, on the hood of the car. So I put my keys on the roof of the car or whatever. And he's like, put your hands out. Like, so I put my hands out, like, and he walks up and he has his gun drawn or whatever. And he's, you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry, officer, what's going on? He was like, he was like, yeah, I thought you were going to run there or whatever for a moment i was like i'm sorry officer like i just parked in the first place that seemed sensible to park like right. you know i you know and he was like and then my fiance is like i'm sorry officer i gave him like you know uh, uh bad directions or whatever and he looks in and sees a white woman in the car right. and he and he immediately goes oh you know what it happens sometimes that's okay like you know let me just see your license or whatever and yeah. just like and he takes my license he goes back 30 seconds maybe, yeah. comes back, hey, you know, it's all good, uh, you guys have a good evening. Didn't cite me, didn't like, wow. I've never been in, like pulled over by a cop by myself and not spent at least 20 minutes pulled right. over. This dude saw a white girl in the car and was like, there you go. And and and, and it's, anytime I see, like there's white folks in the car, they, and they see it, like I got pulled over with Tim Ross. They're like, he yeah. again, he was like, yo, he was like, can I can I get your license too? Like, you know what I mean? And Tim was like, yo, but what do you mean? Like, I'm not right. like, I'm not driving. Like, why do you need my license or whatever? Like, I mean, it's such a, and, and again, it, these are the things that like, yeah, you get people that ask you that question. Well, what did you do? Right. Until like, you know, they're in that situation. And they're like, holy shit, I had yeah. no idea. You know what I mean, but that's the thing about, a lot of the the and that's what the, that's the importance of intersectionality, and that's why it's so hard because you really like experience breeds compassion. So like if you don't ever have that experience, then it's hard for you to like understand. Like I don't know what it is to like walk back to my car and be afraid at night, like and because somebody might like take my butthole. Like I don't I don't know what right. that is. You know what I mean, but like women have to fear that yeah. shit all the time. You know I mean, so like you know it's hard for me to be like you know oh well you know like unless you experience that right. shit. So you know it is. I it's uh, while it's frustrating, it's also understandable in the sense that like 
how many people are able to step outside of themselves and yeah. and and put themselves in somebody else's shoes without actually being like that's a that's a mental exercise that's a thought process like that's what scholars do that's what philosophers do yeah. i mean there's a whole schools of thoughts and philosophy built on this if you don't have any of that like how how do you do that other than by direct experience so yeah and it's 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 just it's become i don't know if it's become it's always been easy for someone else to say like if uh a woman for example if she's if she's harassed on the street just verbally or if she experiences harassment and charges are filed i mean we did a story i did a story a couple of years ago with a colleague i mean then white old judges get these cases and said oh all he did was call you baby and refuse to leave your 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 you know your your place what a, well, that's not harassment, you know, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's, they refuse. There has to be a willingness to try and at least try to understand. I mean, I can't understand exactly what you're going through, but, you know, I can, I can, I understand that you're going through it and that mm. that's horseshit and we need to do something to figure stuff out. Yeah. You know? and, and, and I think that, I think that it's also the, um, you know, the understanding that, again, like, this is going to come to affect you as well. Like, you know, harassment of women or whatever, like, you know, and, and it sucks. And people, you know, and like, and, and, and it is right. It sucks that, like, you know, men have to feel a connection towards somebody in order to whatever. Right. But, I mean, again, sometimes that's what it takes. And, like, you know, like, your your, your mothers, your sisters, your daughters are going to go through these things. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, like, and, and, and again, like, you can't have... You can't have a the best society that you you know that that you strive for unless every citizen there has the ability to to, to feel safe and 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 nurtured in some way to to excel. Like, I mean, look at all the great women that that make great changes yeah. in this country. That all of the scientists, all of the doctors, all of the the lawyers, all of the all of the women that have made this country great. Like. Like, imagine how many more women could do that if they didn't feel like they were constantly being, like, harassed or ignored. Like, these are great minds, you know what I mean? Like, I always, like, hark to, like, you know, I see these kids in Africa that have no, like, resources whatsoever. And they're over there, like, making, like, like battery chargers out of their shoes and shit out of garbage or whatever. Imagine if they had some real opportunity. And I look at that, like, the same thing with these citizens. Like, look at all these women. Look at all these, like, you know, uh, the immigrants coming in. Look at all these, like, black folks that, like, if they had a chance, if they felt like they were being heard and they they had the same opportunities other people look how great the the, the country could be if you yeah. have more voices on it on an issue the more minds the more the more the the, the we're a hive mind we're, we're a social yeah i mean like caught like a, a, a social animal the more minds and different points of views that you have on a problem the quicker you you get a solution i yeah. mean that's just engineering yeah. 101 like like it, one engineer okay that but five engineers then now it's cool right. five engineers from five different places with five different viewpoints right shit i mean what can't we solve yeah i mean there's a there's a there's a there's a caravan of mines moving toward this you know moving you know through mexico up toward this country and the first reaction by our president and whomever else is Jesus Christ, there's a you know there's a there's a caravan coming. We got to do something. Let's send the military down there. It's yeah, I mean there it's a caravan of our own of our own making. Right, I mean, sure, like, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh no, no, absolutely. We went down there and fucked shit up. Oh, yeah. and now they're like, <laughs> right. bro, you yeah, fucked yeah. shit up. Like, I mean, can we come stay with you for? Yeah. Like, imagine going to somebody's house, burning it down, and being like, how dare you come right. ask me to sleep on my couch? Like, get the holiday in. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like come the fuck, like yeah. yeah. I mean. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, and this is scare tactics, but again, I mean, that's, 
that's how they stay in power. I mean, that's how you know yeah. that that GOP mindset of you know keep people scared and and that's what you when you looked at the exit polls or whatever, like those were the issues. It was immigration, right. uh, healthcare, uh, the economy, and um, I forget the the fourth one or whatever. But I mean, they were basic. Like two of them were the the, the Republican fears, like that were you know, and that's why you see this split. Like you have the people who are like voting, like look, man, like. I mean, yes, we, why are we dying when there's like all these doctors and medications, right. the richest country in the world? Right. Like, and the other half was like, but the immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing that, that when I, when I look at sort of the bay at Trump's base, it's, it's, you're, you're just as poor as the rest of us. How, how, how is this life? How is, how is this your savior? Other than the fact, you know, he doesn't want um, Mexicans or blacks or, or, or anyone else uh, in this country. And he doesn't think that, that there should be equality for anyone who's not a white orange male. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the thing though. I mean, like even back in the day when you look at like, you know, when they talk about like, Oh, you know, the, the Irish were, you know, used to be like uh, slaves or whatever, or immigrants or whatever, which the Irish were never slaves. Like let's, let's right. get that the shit out of there or whatever. But what you, what you found was that like, they were, they very early on, rich people really understood that like, if we split up people on these dumbass lines, then mm-hmm. they'll never take us over. So, like, you know, they have this mentality and they they pumped it in. They started, you know, promoting and giving these like little like promotions to, you know, Irish workers and like, you know, you know, Italian workers or whatever. Yeah. Saying, hey, like, oh, here's a little promotion. We're going to pay you a couple of uh, a nickel more like right. an hour or whatever. Not enough for you to ever be a threat to me. Not enough for you to actually change your life to like, you know, whatever. But enough that like the 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 black people are going to go, man. Why do you have that right. and I don't? And then enough for you to say because I earned it. Maybe right. you should like get right. like me or whatever. I didn't get this because somebody gave it to me or whatever. I got this because I earned it. Right. And you you see this mentality of poor white folks where I would rather like if I'm poor, if I'm gonna be bad, at least I'm not black. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So as long as you keep black people down, then yeah, I could be poor, but at least I'm poor and white. You see what I'm saying? Like, and that's the thing. And 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 you see the same thing like in 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 the black community. In the black community, we're extremely misogynistic and homophobic. Like yeah. the, the, the by far the most religious category, like a uh, uh, group of people in America. And like, I mean, the church is extremely misogynistic and homophobic. And as black men, a lot of black men are like, look, we're getting pounded on, we're getting beat on or whatever. But as long as I can go home and oppress my woman, then it's cool. At least I have that domain. At least I can exert my power in some way. You know what I mean, over someone or right. something. And that is one of those things. The gays and the women, you can at least say, well, yeah, I'm fucked up and my life is shit, but it's not as shit as those motherfuckers. Right. And and when you when you do that, again, I look at that the same way. I'm like, man, my life is fucked up, but it's not as fucked up as those people. But my mentality is I want to help those people because right. I understand how that is affecting me negatively. Whereas that's what I, what I think the short side is. These people don't understand yeah. how keeping other people down affects them. And I mean, of course they don't because our schools are fucking are trash. Yeah. And you said this before we were talking a little bit before. And I mean, there's. If if I correct me if I'm misquoting you, but or if I'm misquoting you, but um, uh, there's kind of like a very thin line where a lot of uh, African American folks would be Republican, if not because of these kind of core issues. Were it not for 
if we're we're not for what we're for the social issues. We're for the fact. Yeah, that I mean, if if, 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 if the, the fact, if the if the GOP didn't hate black people, like right, right. yeah, I mean, weren't so adamantly against like you know like you know, then a lot more a, a lot more black people would vote GOP because a lot of black people are socially conservative. Like right. they believe like you know in in the the uh, you know the woman being you know. Uh, um, you know her place in the home or whatever. Like, if you read the Bible, like, uh, like women yeah. are just a rib. Right. They're a spare rib. Yeah. They're like a rib that we didn't need. Like, and like the the teachings are in the Bible that like you know a woman should be subservient. Yeah, you know I mean that like you know she should be like you know she should she shouldn't speak in the church. She shouldn't have a voice. Right. These are things that are actively preached. These are actively preached. You have women that like actively are like that's what I and that's what you when you see the fifty three percent of white women that vote for voted for Trump or whatever. It was like oh my god, like why? Right. It's the same same thing like it's women that have been indoctrinated and said hey that's your place and that's what they've been told their entire lives you know what yeah. i mean like that that's their place it happens in the white like sections it happens in every like every the indians the asians like you know i mean the, the 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 latinos like like the women in all like all across america muslim countries all of that all that they're they're all oppressed by their men yeah. in some regard sure. you know what i mean some a bit more than others and yeah, I mean, like, so, you know, and again, same thing with the gay issue. Like, there's so many people that are like, I mean, it's actively preached. Like, gay is a is a, is a a sin. Um, but, man, like, you know, you, you still see, I mean, you see these gays for Trump. It's, it's insane. But, again, like I said, right. I mean, when you, when you see those, those black folks at the Trump rallies and, like, you see, you know, like, the 12% that voted, you know, in, 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 in Florida and the 18% of women that voted in Florida. I mean, when you see those percentage, those are the folks that are voting on the social issues that they align with. It's not the fiscal. It is a very few black people voting for fiscal issues because right. majority are are poor. If they're voting Republican, they're voting for the social issues. And if it wasn't for the fact that, like, you know, again, the GOP hated black people, I mean, a lot more would vote for those because, I mean, there's a lot of religious black folks. And that's, I mean, it's sad. You are listening to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. Charlie Deach here with Dave Bracey. You can follow uh, Pittsburgh Current on our socials at at PGH Current. Thank you, Sork. See, every so often I slip up about the old place. I put throw that in there. Uh, and uh, Day Bracy is with us. Day, uh, you want to? Uh, where can they find you on the socials? Especially, uh, uh, I, know, I know sometimes you have a show game on Twitter, so I don't. I never know. I all of a sudden I get a, I get a follow from some like who the hell is like you know Tony Martinez? I don't know Tony Martinez. And there it's it's Day. Yeah, um, I'm Day Bracy uh, on Twitter and yeah. Facebook, um, and I'm Day Drunk four one two on Twitters, um, and uh, I have a podcast, uh, Drinking Partners. Um, it's on epicastnetwork.com slash Drinking Partners. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Lipson, Google Play, and Spotify under Drinking Partners. And you can find us on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at Partners Pod. And you can find Day in every issue of the. Pittsburgh Current with uh, his day drinking column. Day, how is your liver? I mean, you drink a lot. Um, uh, how's how's <laughs> that holding what? up? I uh, I actually started taking uh, milk thistle and um, turmeric or turmeric turmeric or whatever. It's yeah. uh, it's like an Indian spice or whatever. Huh. It, these are supposed to help with like. Um, you know the regeneration like liver is one of the things that can regenerate yeah. or whatever and this is supposed to help um stop with the degradation of my liver right. or whatever fingers crossed i have no fucking idea yeah um you know so uh but yeah i mean my liver is um thus far holding up i also have a daughter so you know there's always that little <laughs> right in, in incubation if i yeah. need it then you know i'm 
maybe I get one of hers, a little, <laughs> little, little sliver of hers. Like. Yeah, you don't need much, you know, just just a little piece. Yeah, slide a little, it in little there. piece. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I kept you alive all these yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Get a little chunk of that, and take care of yourself because I might need a kidney too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, let's talk a little bit about. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, craft beer. Um, and I know you've probably talked. You've talked about this a lot, but how did you? Uh, how did you kind of get into the craft beer scene? I mean, obviously, um, again, it was one of those things that from talking to you before wasn't one of those things was that was exactly, you know, welcoming to uh, African-Americans like yourself, a community. Um, in fact, you know, day, we have days column every week and we put it online and uh, we go in. I usually look in to find a stock photo and, and I, this is a project I want to talk to you about. Um, you know, it's just you go into Adobe stock and you pick a photo, you put it on there. There's not one black person drinking a craft beer on the entire internet. Yeah. And so what I want to do is I want us to create the stock, the, the, the African-American craft beer stock photos. I think yeah. we can make a lot of money on that, actually. Man, I mean, Fresh Fest is full of them, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, exactly. But it's just, it's, it's really like, I, wouldn't, I don't know if you would call it like an unwelcoming community, but it's definitely, it, it, and I know it's changed, and you've done mm-hmm. a lot to change that. But, but um, so... Uh, yeah, for years um, we've been marketed uh, malt liquor. So you know, if right. um, you know, if 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 if, if it was beer, if it, if I go to my bar, if I go to the, the local distributor or whatever, that's what I'm going to get: <sighs> malt liquor, and then your your domestics or whatever. So yeah. our community has this uh, mindset that, like, you know, if you don't like malt liquor, you don't like beer. Right. Um, and you also see like. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta ask like, well, why, like, you know, why aren't there a lot of black people in, in the craft beer industry? It, it, it's, it's systemic racism. Um, yeah. I mean, we uh, we don't have the same opportunities to, uh, you know, like, kind of play around with, um, you know, our time and 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 have the time to learn this craft on top of, you know, raising a family and working right, like right. two, three jobs or whatever. Um, you know, a lot of the craft beer, uh, a lot of the breweries or whatever are in predominantly white neighborhoods. So like if I'm going to have a craft beer, then I need to go into a place where I'm usually going to be the only one there. Um, and if a, if a brewery does open up in my neighborhood, that typically is the first sign that I'm not going to be here for too long. Right. You know what I mean, right. like, cause it's going to be gentrified <laughs> as hell. I mean, right. um, so, so you you know you have a lot of those 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 factors that that go in and um you know like when when the craft beer scene like started to like really like explode over the last like you know 10 to 20 years or whatever again like us being the most socially disadvantaged like you know a uh, 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 group in America or whatever like like you're talking about a $6 beer $7 beer or whatever like if I'm going out on the weekend like I don't have Fuck like if I got I got twenty bucks, right. I'm gonna go get whatever's gonna get me most fucked up for that weekend. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. so I don't have the disposable income to even to to even do that or whatever. But um, you know, these breweries are opening up they're they're bringing in white folks because that's what happens. I mean, you bring in people that that look like you, that that are right. around you or whatever, and you know, then those people go, oh shit, this is some great shit. How do you you know you get to talking to brewers and they're like, yeah, this is how I do it. And then like you know, they join these groups, these clubs or whatever, and then like it spreads and then it's a community. And now it's a cultural thing where like right. in white culture, that's a possibility. Hey, owning a brewery is on your like radar of things that you could possibly do. There's very few black kids, very few black adults in america that are like you know what i might want to open up a brewery like because it's yeah. not even a, it's not even a, a beer like oh, like brewing distilling like i mean we we drink it 
Right. Like we're, I don't, I don't know what our, our, our percentage of mass, but we're 20% of the, the craft consumption. And I mean, like um, we drink tons of Henny, like, but none of that is coming back to our community. You know what I mean, like, and none of the people that make that look like us, like, you know, but we're, we're devoutly loyal to these brands because they're cheap. They get us fucked up through the mm -hmm. weekend and, and we keep it moving. So, um, you know, when I got into the, the industry, it was like, I kind of like, it, it, I, so I got out of college. Uh, I had a blue moon at a bar. Um, it was like dollar, like dollar blue moons down right, at Boomies yeah. or whatever mm -hmm. on Wednesdays, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like this tastes delicious." I yeah. had no idea beer could taste delicious. There's a little orange slice in that bitch. I felt fancy as <laughs> yeah. hell. Yeah, you know I mean, before that it was Corona. Like that's the right. that's the the, yeah. the fancy right. drink like in the hood back. It was Corona. Like I had a Corona with a little lemon slice. I was like, I was balling. Oh, I couldn't wait. Like, and, and even if I only bought one Corona and right. just held that bitch until like two right. in the morning, like and sipped it slowly, just wanted to make sure people saw me with that Corona. Yeah, you know I mean, that was the the, the thing. Thing. um but like now you know so then like you know i had the blue moon i was like oh that's that, that's dope um and i was drinking those and then uh i uh, stopped in a beer distributor and they had like cases on sale or whatever and yeah. i was like oh you know let me try this variety pack or whatever it was just as cheap as some of the, the other cases that i was buying at the time i don't know what i was getting but it was just it was on sale and it seemed fancy right and i was like oh maybe i can impress some girls with this like <laughs> So, you know, I got it and um, it was a variety pack with uh, from Full Pipe and it had Perky Bust in it and it tasted like coffee. And I was like, holy shit, like I didn't know beer could taste like coffee. Like right. it tastes like a bunch of different shit, yeah. um, you know, and it had the, you know, the, the white lightnings in there and like a bunch of different um you know beers and i was like oh so my roommates would do this like thing where we would each buy a case a week and we would try like you know different things and like i kind of got into that um and then with the podcast like um you know after i got into comedy we we're like looking for a different way to get into uh you know get our name out there outside of just being on stage yeah. so we started this podcast and we called it drinking partners because comedy is just an excuse for people to drink at bars i mean that's really all it is we were basically hired to keep people there for three hours and and, and drinking so we were like well then let's do that and i mean right. let's, let's let's continue that same atmosphere or whatever um and full pint uh you know was like one of our first sponsors uh you know sponsored one of our events um and then brew gentlemen i'm from braddock and mm -hmm. you know brew gentlemen like invited us down to say hey like you know come down and like hang out and do a live podcast yeah. here and then from there they were like hey you know like you know there's these guys hitchhiker and there's these guys grist house that we just did this freshman cast thing would you just go hang out with them and we're like wait you mean if we do business with you we could do business with other people like who the, like right. you can't go to Lowe's and they'd be like you know we ain't got what you got but home, you know, home Depot right down the street you know what I mean like that whole yeah. mentality was like foreign to us it's like what the fuck and like the the, the craft beer you know scene, and, and, and the scene like was very welcoming it was like you know, everywhere we went, they were like, yo, you should go hang out. We would hang out that we would get, you know, shit faced and talk about their craft. Like, and, and afterwards they would be like, Hey, here's more opportunity. There's these guys over yeah. here. Da, da, da. And like, it was such a welcoming environment. And it was like, well, you know, and, and that's thing. And it, it took me a while, like, you know, to, to figure out like, why, like, why are we the only ones like, you know, here or whatever. Yeah. And once we built a platform or whatever, we, you know, we kind of like wanted to use that to, to, um, you know, get more black folks in there because again, that it, it, it's not so much that the craft beer scene itself isn't welcoming. Like, you know, I mean, these, these guys aren't like, yeah, we don't want you in this bar. Don't get me wrong. There are some out sure. there that, you know, are like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's fuck yingling. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, like there are some folks that are, you know, but for the majority, they're very, you know, inclusive, welcoming folks, but like, you got to look at like their situation, their business owners, 
they're just trying to keep their doors open, yeah. whatever. They don't have outreach programs. You know what I mean, like right. diversity. You know what I mean, like if they open up somewhere in Butler, like where you where are you going to find black people in Butler? Right. You know what I mean, <laughs> right. like where do you get time to find black people in Butler? Like if you don't have right. black friends and a bunch of like if you're not connected to the black community or whatever, how do you even outreach to, to bring them in? And if you're already doing well. Why? Like, why? Like, why do that? Why not just talk to the folks that are coming into your doors and saying, what do you like to drink? I'll make that. I right. mean, like, you know, so there's again, it harps back to that, that intersectionality and that diversity and how, you know, um, you know, inclusion isn't uh, isn't a charitable act. It makes you better. It makes your industry better. You know what I mean, like the 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 you know uh, sciences, like you know, the, like the evolution. You look at Mesopotamia and the boom of you know cradle of civilization, the boom of like you know cross culturalization is what what makes us better, even on a genetic level. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. You know, so it's the same thing with the industry. The more minds and the more ideas that you get in there, the better your industry is. So that's where we were kind of like we kind of were like the bridge and saying, hey, like. We got all these, you know, we got all these brewer friends and we got all these black friends. Let's, you know, kind of bring them together or whatever. Was that an easy thing? I mean, I, you obviously you've uh, you've had Fresh Fest uh, this past summer, which was um, a great event. It was um, was it was it tough to bring those two those two groups together, those two communities together? Was it? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess because, I mean, so it was one of those things where, like, people kept saying, like, well, you should do a beer festival. You should do a beer festival, you know? And it's like, why? Like, there are yeah. so many goddamn beer festivals. But right. even that day that we had that beer festival, I think there was, like, four other beer right. festivals there, going right. on that same day. Like, it's like, why? There's no point in doing another beer festival for beer festival's sake. Um, but, uh, you know, through years of you know, with this podcast and meeting so many different people in so many different communities or whatever, um, we felt that there was uh, a need for that. And if it was going to happen, then, you know, who better than us to do that, like to use these connections. So like um, it took years of building those connections with breweries and, you know, building that good faith with, um, you know, business owners and, and politicians and folks, you know, leaders of the community and like yeah. all of that to kind of trust and say, hey, like, we're going to put you together like your brands like, you know, we're going to go to Butler Brew Works and, you know, Dr. Hollywood and, and say, hey, like, do you trust us enough? Yeah to to we're going to put you you've never met each other are you just going to go off of our word put you guys together and we think that if you do this thing something dope will come of yeah. it you know what i mean so like um so yeah i mean building that trust like in the community was pretty difficult um and then like building the actual fest i mean it was it wasn't it was actually like so we reached out and we were like you know me and mike and Ed were like, hey, let's do this festival or whatever. Uh, we reached out to a few uh, brewers uh, locally and mm -hmm. they were like, hell yeah. You know I mean, we reached out, you know, the Dave's and, uh, you know, of, of Apis and like, you know, the hitchhikers and the yeah. Buddhas or whatever. We go, hey, uh, you know, we want to do a black beer festival, right? Uh, and when you say that, it's like, you know what kind of reaction you're going to get right, from folks or right. whatever. Like, you know, that's not my bag or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you don't really know how down people are for various causes or how like, you know, putting that like. Anytime you want to empower a, 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 an oppressed a community, there's going to be the powers that be that go, that's bullshit. Why are you doing that? I don't want to support you anymore. That's racist or that's sexist or that's whatever. Yeah, I mean, so like, you know, that that is kind of like, you know, stepping out on your brand for that. So we asked them. We didn't know what to expect, but they were on board from the gate. I mean, and we wanted to um, to have a black beer festival here. We wanted to have that that representation. We wanted to have. Um, uh, we wanted to have black brewers here, but bringing in a bunch of brewers from outside the community 
and then showing them to a bunch of people within the community isn't going to instill the same type of hope or whatever right. because then it's going to be like oh well that's just that's them they, of course you could do that in dc right. of course you can do that in in atlanta you know what i mean like it's it's more conducive to what it is how do i do that here so that's where we you know we brought in the 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 the, the all the brewers there's no black brewers here so we brought in all the brewers the white brewers and said hey let's collab with the, yeah. the people in the black community let's have that conversation that way you know, like you, you can, you can, you can teach people like say, Hey, like this is how this is done. Da, 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 da. They go back to the community and say, Hey, did you know that this was an opportunity that right. was, is, and it's right in our grass. And I know a guy that can like, you know, teach you this, these things that can like, you know, you come down to this spot. It's cool. You know, da, da, da. in fact, my beer's on tap down there right now. Let's go have one. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And now you have this, 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 this conversation or whatever. Um, but yeah, when we started, it was, it was, it was 10, about 10 brewers. Uh, and then, once the word got out, like people kept hitting us up like every week. Hey, yeah. can we get on? Hey, can we get on? Like, hey, um, heard about your festival. I mean, literally, we we were adding all the way up until the week of the event. Like Equilibrium from out of New York hit us up. Like I know like uh, 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 Abjuration and, 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 and 412 Brewery or whatever came yeah. on. Like, you know what I mean? At the end, and then we're like, yo can you even brew a beer like it's right. like there's only right. a few weeks before the fest. like are you sure you could even brew a beer like because that yeah. was a stipulation every every brewer had to brew a beer right. like you know what i mean and it had to be a a beer for the festival right. because you know it's one thing to just like have uh you know right. bring bring a couple of kegs and then whatever but it's another thing like that's a real investment in the community to have that conversation that's what we wanted right. we had, wanted to have that conversation and say hey you know like how about like you know while you're gaining some of these folks because i mean you get you get a, a lot of rap references on labels right, right. where no black people are paid for the, right. the anything in, yeah. in regard to that right? Right. i mean so it's like it, you know if you're gonna you know do that like if you're gonna if if because if, you are gonna prosper you're gonna prosper you're gonna profit from this how about you also empower the people that are helping right. you to do that or whatever so that's why it was a stipulation like you have to brew a beer and when we and, and that's again that's when we were asking people like yo are you going to be able to do this we were surprised at how many people jumped on board to say hell yeah we'll do that yeah. i can't wait to do that and the beers that came out of it were insane i mean you know you had ice cream and moscato you know what i mean you had the the corduroy shorts like you had you know claudie with a chance at mangoes or whatever and with these 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 food and beer pairings and like the 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 only built for uh purple plates like you know what i mean and and all of the different the different ideas and 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 you had at the end of that festival there were so many not only black people there were so many women that came out yeah. were like i don't even drink beer I, but I, I, I found like four different beers there that I'll drink. Right. Now, because of your inclusion of the black I mean, community, because you had a conversation with black women, now you've brewed a beer that black women like. And black women are some fucking loyal, supportive, drinking ass motherfucking right. women. You know right. what I mean? Like, so like now you built a whole now you have a whole demographic that you're there and you have a new like I don't know if there's ever been a, a Moscato grapes pale right. ale with vanilla and yeah, I mean great combos. Yeah, that's like that's not like I don't I don't know, but because right. of that, like you know I mean, and that's what we mean when we say like, you know, diversity isn't a isn't a charity, that helps you out. Like that yeah. helps your industry out. Now you got these new ideas because before everybody was like, Well, let's just brew another fucking pale ale. Like yeah, I mean, right. well, let's make it cloudy this time. You know what I mean? Like, well, let's make it drier this time. Like, but it's the it's the same shit. Yeah. Exactly. Let's put in some of these new ingredients. Let's infuse some of the ingredients from 
the black community. I can't wait until next year when we get you know maybe some Indian influence. Right. You know I mean, maybe some some uh, we got brewers that hit us up from Guatemala and was like, we'd like wow. to be a part of the fest. I want to see what the fuck a Guatemalan brewer uh, brews the fuck up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, hey, uh, we're wrapping up with Dave Bracy here on the Pittsburgh Current podcast. Um, two things I really we can if we can hit quick. First question, a real question, which is, how far do you think Pittsburgh is away from having an, uh, its own uh, black owned brewery? Is that? Um, well, <laughs> uh, I, I, a year ago, I'd say we were light years away. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, honestly, like after Fresh Fest, so many like people have come out and said, Hey, like, you know, I don't, I don't brew beer or whatever, but I would invest in a black brewery. Um, yeah. and I like, I don't know. I don't, I don't brew beer. I don't right. have any interest in owning a black brewery right. whatsoever. Like, you know, not everybody that likes movies wants to act. You know right. what I mean? So like, exactly. um, but there is that interest now. Like there, there is, there are, there are black investors and, and, and we're hoping to, you know, cultivate the black youth or even somebody from outside that wants to come in and say, Hey, I'm a brewer. Like you're an investor. Let's do this thing. You know what I mean, let's do it in the community. Like I said, we had mayor Marita Garrett on, you know what I mean, yep. like she collaborated or whatever. I'd love to see a black brewery in Wilkinsburg. You know what I mean, like, cause that's the thing, like before this festival, we had a conversation with her and she was saying like, you know, I don't like, I'm, I'm hesitant to, you know, like what a, for a brewer coming in because that's gentrification. But I mean, shit, there's this whole push. Like everybody's, you know, like, you know, for this push for a black middle-class community in Pittsburgh. And there's that push to the hill. Or there's push to, you know, like the north side. There's push to, you know, just whatever. But like in that push, there could be a black brewery that like kind of like is the center of that. The mm -hmm. same way Trogues helped yeah. build up Hershey the way that it did. You know what I mean? Like you could have a black brewery that is like, all right, you know, now we have a a, 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 a thing that like is black owned. There's 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 black youth and, 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 and people that want to come in and, and work there. There's black, you know, employees. There's black patrons. There's a place that we can go to and 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 the dollars are, are in our community or they're from our community. And and it's and it's it's attracting black like young professionals that are coming here to these schools and that's typically what happens they come in from dc new york chicago yeah. whatever the fuck and they they get done and they're like man fuck this place because i mean when you as, as a black person as a black young person a young professional as a grad student or whatever where do you go in pittsburgh to hang out and have a good time you go to breweries they're all white you go to south side you're probably going to get like you know what i mean harassed or whatever right. you go to the trap you're probably going to get shot and you go to savoy it's all hasa diddy everybody wants to be for show or whatever so it's like where is the place where like we can go that like that same environment that white people go to the breweries where they can just have a good time yeah like just be themselves like not you know or whatever and enjoy some a good craft like environment with some art that like because i mean craft brewers are great at you know and and not like you know go broke doing it or whatever i mean that's yeah. this is one of those those environments that we don't have in the community so i mean as far as as far off i mean shit i'd like to see one in the next five years yeah because of Dave Bracey and I think the and your uh, Ed Bailey and uh, Mike Mike, uh, Mike Potter, shout yeah, out Mike Black Potter, yeah, you, these you guys. I know you guys are working hard uh, toward making that happen. You can see Dave Bracey on the Drinking Partners podcast. You can find him on Dave Bracey on the socials on November seventeenth at the Arcade Comedy Theater. Dave Bracey will be performing with Felonious Monk, a Chicago based comic, uh, very talented Chicago based comic. Um, just finally, and of course you could read him each issue at the Pittsburgh current. I want to talk about this week's column. I shocked day because it, when you read Dave's column and you get to the, <laughs> you get to the end of Dave's column this week, uh, I, I shocked everybody. In fact, I had people saying, did you read Dave's column or did you just throw it in the paper? And I'm like, of course, 
course I read it, you know? <laughs> and I thought about it. So it sort of, I'm not sure how we broach it here, but they basically used the phrase, dirty dick. Yeah, dirty dick motherfuckers, man. Like, yeah. It was, it, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually had people um, ask, like, because I, I have, like, writer friends or whatever, and yeah. like, I'll, like, send them, like, hey, did you think this is cool or whatever? And they were like, yeah, I don't know about that last line. Yeah. Uh, so what I do is I always I evaluate it. I'm like, okay, does it work in this situation? Because I, I am a proponent of sometimes, you know, fuck you is the only phrase that will work. And so I read it. And then as you came down talking about, you know, performing on stage in the bit, and then you went to that, it fit and it worked. And again, I apparently was the only one other than yourself. <laughs> I don't even know if you believe that it would get in. I think but it would, uh, yeah. anyway, I think that you should start using um, DDMF after your name. Yeah. People, people probably think you're a dentist, not a comedian. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so pick up Dave's column this week. It's every week. It's very entertaining. And I appreciate what you're doing for us. Uh, it's been I, great. I appreciate the uh, platform, um, especially. And I appreciate what you're doing, like I said, for the free speech and whatnot. And like that opportunity, you know, to get out there. I mean, like when. When you approached me about the column or whatever, I was like, I mean, I don't know what to write about or whatever. You're like, whatever. And, um, you know, and, and I didn't I didn't want it to be just a column talking yeah. about beer. I wanted to also approach like, you know, some important issues and subjects that were, yeah. you know, dear to me. And like, you know, so I've been able to do that with that. Um, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it really is about building a community. And I think honestly, I think even from the beginning, Dave's columns were good. But you, I, you could really see your progression as as you as you've developed your own style on these things. And it's it's a really great read. So you should pick that up at the Pittsburgh Current. You should watch Drinking Partners podcast. And we will see you here next week uh, for the Pittsburgh Current podcast. New issue of Pittsburgh Current on the streets right now. Uh, pick it up. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.